goes to show you. I'm going to find that. We're back up. Sorry, Ustream. Let me tweet everybody. We're back up. Yeah, so the, um, you know, the, the way that the shamans continued explaining, fifth dimension is the dream state. Um, that's, you access that sleeping, and you also access that on a general level in psychedelic experiences. Sixth dimension is the realm, um, is the spirit realm, and the, the kind of the master of that realm is the earth mother, is nature itself. So the snakes that came, the eels that came. That's the fifth dimension? That's the sixth. Sixth. That's the sixth. And we're Where's like, the, what are we in? We're in the third, third and fourth. You know, time third operates. Third and fourth. Yeah, third what's is the, the physical. Time, just time, linear time. And, what's, and the fifth is? The dream state. The dream state. Dream state. The collective unconsciousness of all humankind is the fifth. And that's why when you dream, you can access things outside of yourself. Um, you know, think of things that you wouldn't have thought of because if somebody else had ever thought of it, you know, you can access that in the fifth dimension, the dream state, outside of time. So then the sixth is, you know, that's the spirit realm. That's where if you're going to communicate with any of these totem animals or guides or anything. And they actually say when you smoke DMT, you get kind of dropped directly right in the sixth dimension. And there's beings in there that you see, and it's very common report from people smoking DMT that you see beings. And it's because you get rocket shipped directly into the sixth dimension where you're going to encounter these different beings that exist in that dimension. Uh, but the overlord of that kind of dimension is is Mother Earth. So a lot of the things you see are kind of animalistic based, especially for the people in the, in the jungle. Maybe there's different paradigms of that. But then the seventh dimension uh, beyond that is the realm of energy, uh, energetic vibration and large uh, and large entities. And that's where they say the ships came from for me um, was the seventh dimension. And the purpose of the ships was to prepare me for travel to the eighth dimension, which is the realm of pure potentiality, they call it, where you can really affect change on all the dimensions before, including the third and the fourth, affect change in the physical body, basically access, see things in your life, have a completely different perspective outside of time. And that's the eighth dimension, um, kind of the final dimension that you can arrive. So, um, you know, they explained this all after, after I went through and then said, okay, this is where you were here. This is where you're here. And, uh, you know, it, based on my experience, it might all sound crazy, but it's a paradigm that, that seems to work for me because I lived it and I was there and I did it. And I saw, you know, I've seen the physical benefits of what happened when I got to the eighth dimension. It wasn't like I just got there and no good stuff happened. I mean, my business, the decisions I made, I've been huge. You know, things are going really well. My health is great. Uh, my buddy's good, but who knows? That wasn't very scientific. I'm not going to put that one up in the wind column uh, I didn't. I'm not con uh, you know I'm not convinced that what we experience in a, in a hallucination in in that form isn't absolutely real but it's just we can't put it in a box yeah you can't you can't weigh it you yep. can't hit it with a hammer yep. and make a noise you know yeah but it's the idea that is just your imagination People like poo-poo that, like, ugh, it's just your imagination. What is your imagination, man? Your imagination is a crazy fucking thing. All these neurons and cells are firing, and somehow or another, through these ideas, manifest themselves, or they can manifest themselves as, as solid objects. 
like the person who figured out the wheel or the guy who work, makes yep. a fucking computer. These are all real things that have somehow or another emerged into this dimension from this ethereal dimension of thoughts and ideas and done it through a human being. And we look at it as like no big deal. Like, uh, he thought of it and then he made it. It's just his imagination. Oh, you were in the eighth dimension? Sure you were. That's just your imagination. What the fuck is your imagination? We are very light with our, our appreciation of that and very light with our, very lax with our awe as far as what, what the, the dimension of the imagination sure. brings us. I mean, it's, that's a crazy fucking thing. The idea that the, uh, the world of thoughts and ideas is actually some sort of an intangible experience that's like right there. And from that, you can pull things out and create them in, and put them and then you stack them up on top of each other. Yep. And, you know, and then they're physical. They become a different thing. But it's from the imagination. Everything is from the imagination. So the idea you saying, you know, anybody that would, you know, critique it, oh, you saw jaguars, sure you did, oh, you saw snakes, that's just your imagination. I don't know what that exactly means, you know, when, when you see something, even if it's a hallucination, and it's changing your fucking life, because it's whatever it's teaching you, or whatever it's showing you, or whatever leverage that it uses to pry your ego's grasp free of your life for whatever amount of time that allows you to sort of reset your RPMs and fucking start anew with fresh purpose. That's real. Yeah. That's fucking real. That UFO you saw was real. It was real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, what the fuck is the imagination? <laughs> Does someone have to pour alloy into a mold and carve those things on it for it to be real? Do you have to be able to walk up and hit it and make a clang for it to be real? No. Electric it's just how it interacts with you. Electricity, any kind of invention was made from your imagination. So Sure. So uh -huh. it's like, who cares? If, if, if they teach you how to make the next fucking computer, then don't say who cares it's just your imagination because that shit might teach you something just like these uh tools from from you know the egyptian times they were you know yeah tools out of their imagination yeah and if you believe in things if you believe in things they have incredible power over you yeah both good and bad you know and who's to say that's not real you know, there's like the, the idea of the placebo effect. Like I give you a sugar pill and all of a sudden you feel better because you thought I gave you medicine. Well, still you feel better. You know, people have actually been cured of ailments because of the placebo sure. effect. So what the fuck is happening well, there? Well, people, people have this misconception that it, it works only one way. That, you know, that the, the body can affect the mind, but the mind can't affect the body. Oh no, you can't go backwards on that road, but it's bullshit. I mean, your mind can make changes in your body. How do you think these, you know, these people are able to do things like slow their heart rate or walk on coals and not get burned? I mean, it's, they're able to focus some kind of, I thought that walking on coals was just a trick. Maybe it is. I, I don't think know. It's I've, a trick. I've never walked on coals, but whatever. I think it's a, you just got to keep moving. Well, but, but they can do things with pain too. Yeah. I mean, you, you sure. have these people who go to trance and really kind of stop the pain from from affecting mm. them. And, and certain people whose beliefs have certainly healed things that the doctors thought were impossible. But the idea that the mind can't affect the body, I think, is one of the biggest problems and misconceptions in Western medicine. It certainly can. We all know people who are super, super negative wind up getting really sick, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, that's, that's real. There's, I've had moments in my life where my, my, I was too stressed out and I wasn't balanced, and those are almost always the moments where you wind up getting sick. Mm -hmm. And there's a direct correlation between that. 
You know, there's a direct correlation between positive energy and positive results in the physical form. Yeah. You know, they're all connected. One of the DMT trips that I had, I'll ne never forget this because it was a real life-changing experience. Um, you know, the DMT trip is like being shot through a cannon to the center of the universe, and all of a sudden you have all the information around you all the time. But it's like they're slippery dolphins. You can't grab them. It's like all the information is there, but it's like you, yeah. you can't harness it. You don't. You can't figure it out. And it's very, very overwhelming, and it can be terrifying. Sure. And in one trip that I had, I got real scared in the middle of it, and I started thinking all this negative shit. It just got away from me. And um, as I was thinking all this negative shit, the DMT trip became black and green and dark. And it became like jagged. And then it just like, it just looked harsh. And it, it looked like, like it started to be almost like cancerous. It looked like it was growing. And it, it was it was moving in an, in an asymmetrical way. It was just fucked up. It was, And then I realized, okay, this is you're thinking negative. Stop thinking negative. Negative, think positive, relax, let go. And as I'm saying all these things, the colors are slowly changing. And then when I completely relaxed, it went and it yeah. blossomed yeah. into these beautiful geometric patterns. It's like once I started thinking positive and going, oh, okay, this is just silly. You can control your mind, think positive, let go, love, love, boom, boom. It like showed me in a physical form like uh, something that I could actually look at and watch. I could see negative energy and positive energy and that the lesson was that these can be controlled to a certain extent. They mm -hmm. can be managed and they can certainly be managed by your intent and your attitude and your ideas. Yep, no right. doubt about it. I mean, that's a, it's a powerful lesson to learn, you know, is to be able to manage that not only when you're on, I mean, it's psychedelics. That's like, that's like when you're in the, that's the real game time. You know, that's the playoffs. That's mm -hmm. when you need to bring all your training and practice to bear because it's everything is magnified. You're under the microcosm. You know, yeah, you it's don't, like a real intense moment. You don't know yourself yeah. until you have a psychedelic experience. You might think you know yourself, but I guarantee you, you're going to find out who you really fucking sure. are when you go deep. Sure. When, when you go deep and you come back and you have to kind of assess everything and you look at yourself through fresh eyes. The, the, the ego, while you're sleeping, while you're working, while you're, it's gaining ground. It's like the fucking Fed. It's stealing money and you're pocketing things and taking control over certain areas. It really is like the government. And then you don't realize how fucking embedded it's become in your system until you have a blowout. Until you have a psychedelic boom, blowout experience. And that ego gets just shucked aside like... You know, like a fucking explosion in a comic book movie, and the ego's sitting in a tree with half its clothes off, hanging from branches because it just got blown out. You yeah. know, then then you get to see yourself again. Then you get to see who you really are. Yeah. But the time off of that, man, you got to be real careful because that ego, he fucking gets out of that tree, fucking brushes himself off and clings a hold of you and starts running shit again. Listen, it'd be a lot easier if you just let me handle this. I got this. I get this. Dude, you're the shit, okay? You're going to do this because you're the fucking man. Trust me. Have a seat. I'm going to drive. And then next thing you know, the fucking ego's in control again. Your life is fucking confusing. I think that's why it happens even to the shamans. You know, mm. the master's is not something that they're you know void of you know because they get a lot of power in their little communities and things and so the medicine has to bring them back well you're you're a spiritual person but you're also 
I mean, the idea of spiritual. The word is a weird, tainted word, unfortunately. The word spiritual is so tainted. You know, automatically hippie nonsense comes into play right. when you start using that. But the, the bottom line is you're, you are thoughts and ideas, but you are also a physical, biological being, a vehicle. And just like your fucking car where you have to change the oil and you have to make sure that spark plugs are in, in setting correctly and make sure that the computer's tuned up, like you have to do that with your body as well. Your body is a vehicle, and if you ignore it, much like your fucking car starts spewing out black smoke and, and shits out and dies on the road, your body does the same goddamn thing as your car can do. If you don't maintain it correctly, it will fuck with you. It will fuck with you, and, you know, and the ego is a part of the physical body. You know, it doesn't seem like it is because, again, you can't fucking measure it. You can't beat on it with a hammer. But it is a part of who every fucking living organism that wants to stay alive, that has a conscious, uh, a consciousness and has the, the ability to recognize that it's here, that has self-awareness, the ego comes into play because that's how you stay alive. That's how you yeah. succeed. That's how you get girls. That's how you fucking get money. You get money. You work for the ego. The ego is it's a part of the machine, but it can get away from you. You've, you know, what you were saying there, it touches on the very core of my entire philosophy in life, which is balance, you know, and that's what the warrior poet is. It's the, you know, it's the samurai that appreciates the cherry blossom tree. You know, it's the, it's gladiator when he's, you know, walking through the fields of wheat and, in, you know, appreciating that. It's the ability to maintain that kind of balance of both the physical side and the spiritual side. And, uh, and really that's, I think the message, if I had one message to bring it's like you got to have both you can't just be this spiritual being only and go on these trips and stuff you got to hone your body you got to keep it healthy you got to be able to operate in this world because in this in this dimension you're in you know people aren't gonna you know lay down for you just because you have a higher spiritual truth like you have to bring both aspects to bear and i think that's what we were supposed to do and I think everybody, almost everybody is too whack on either side. You know, there's the big muscle heads that are like, oh, yeah, fuck that hippie bullshit, crystals, eighth dimension, that fucking faggot. And then there's this, you know, the other side of things that's like... They have no sense of humor. Yeah, no sense. Like, almost oh, academic it's in all, it. Yeah, it's all energy. It's all love. Mm -hmm. It's all light. And then someone fucking snatches their purse. And they're like, oh, my God, there's something wrong with you. No, like, protect your shit. You know, like both sides are applicable. And I think that's where people are flawed. And they're so vigilant about protecting their little niche. Like, my shit is right. I'll pound you if, it, if you're wrong. You know, if you believe something else. And the other people are like, you're just an ignorant ape, you know, on the other side of things. And no one wants to kind of bridge that gap. But our birthright is to have all of it. And that's what we should strive for is complete balance in both of those aspects. And I think I'm hoping that's why, you know, some people will, will listen to kind of what I'm saying. It's because... I try to I try to be able to do that. Like I want to kick ass in business and still talk to people about, yeah, dude. Like I went to another dimension and it was fucking crazy. But I'm over here. I'm gonna be killing it, you know, in your world too. So don't think I'm slipping, you know. A and, lot and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, that's my a, goal. A lot of people want to uh, push aside or deny the importance of the physical world the the whether it's capitalistic gains or whether it's keeping your body fit and sexually attractive they want to deny the significance and importance of these things and the you know the meaning of these things almost as like a form of socialism because they don't want to compete yeah. 
and they don't want to have to be sexually attractive. And so women will say, oh, is that what you care about? Oh, you're shallow. You care about what someone looks like? No, I'm a human being. I'm a human being. And if you're fat, that's gross. Okay? <laughs> that's just the way it is. And you can pretend all you want. And, you know, maybe you'll take fat with a great personality uh, over skinny that's a cunt. Yeah, maybe you make some compromises. And, you know, no one's perfect physically. But let's be honest about what we're looking at and what you like and why you like it. And that goes with capitalism as well. That goes with being a successful person. You know, there's a lot of people that think that some there's something shallow about being monetarily successful. And I think that's a, a form of socialistic thinking as well. It's like yep. you want this to be a level playing field because you can compete. Yeah. And that's really what it is. You know, and you got to find your fucking place in the sun, jackass. And, you know, some people, I will, I will never be playing professional basketball. I'm five foot eight and I don't run that good. And it's just the fucking, just the way of the world, man. It ain't a fair world, okay? Yeah. You got your own hand. This is your journey. You deal with the hand that you're given and, and, and just find your fucking place. But don't try to hold other people back. Don't try to say there's something wrong with that girl being sexy as fuck. Don't think there's something wrong because that guy's got a, a six-pack that makes girls wet. You know, when they see him, you can't hate because you're fat. You can't hate. You Oh, but he's shallow, just going to the gym all day. I'm sure he's really interesting to talk to. Maybe he is. Maybe he's more interesting than you, stupid, because guess what? It only takes like an hour a day to work out. You're yeah. telling me that all those other hours of the day he has to be doing meaningless meathead shit to make your paradigm work? No, you're just you're just you just want to pull the playing field down. You're not trying to level things out. You're not trying to rise. You're trying to everybody's above you. You're crabs in a bucket, man. You're social crabs in a bucket. Yeah, that's absolutely right. There's a lot of bitches out there, folks, and most of them are men. <laughs> How about that? Remember that when you hear just whiny, cunty, negative, stupid shit from dudes, you bitch. <laughs> Saddle the fuck up. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think back a long time ago, and, and I think we've touched on this maybe in the last podcast, but, you know, you had to go to war. And in some countries, you still do. And I think that's why that Israeli dude was so cool. Like, everybody in Israel goes to war. And he was like, listen, the kids are a little unruly or whatever, but when you, you know, but the parents don't care because they know, you know what, 19, you're going to war. Like, Israeli army is active. It's very active. doesn't yeah. rest, you know? So that's one kind of last people that's holding but still they're fighting with lasers and a lot of things i mean not this guy he was running a tank they're fighting but, with shit that we give them yeah it's a trippy situation though they're about the size of rhode island and they're surrounded by <laughs> people who hate them i know so countries but, all over the place that hate them and some of them have nuclear weapons yeah but the fact that each one has to be a warrior at some point you know mm. i think it it impacts their, gives it more character yeah it impacts yeah. the culture and that's the way it used to be back in the roman days you know i mean every philosopher like i said socrates was a badass you know every philosopher had to be they ran campaigns with swords and stabbed barbarians in the throat and then talked philosophy over some wine later and that's that aspect is largely ignored i think and and one of the one of the large uh sicknesses i think of our world is they are, like you said. They are. We definitely talked about this before, the coming of age ceremony, that this the, the ritualistic aspect of you know making a big deal of coming of age. Because I think that's something that's missing from this world. Because I think the kids today, like they don't know when they're a man. You know, when are you a man? You man when you're 22? Are you 23? Is that you a man? Well, your dad still calls you a fuckhead and you need to borrow money. Are you still a man? You know, when do you become yeah. a man officially, you know? And in a lot of, uh, you know, cultures, there's a, a ceremony. You know, like those, uh, the guys in the Amazon that do that bullet ant glove. Yeah, we you know? saw that tree, by the way. Psh, 
shit. I saw that tree. Yeah, those those ants look pretty the nasty. The fuck out of here. It's an ant that bites you, it stings you, and it feels like your arm is being slammed in a car door for 24 hours. Yeah. Apparently, it is blinding, unbearable pain. And for the coming-of-age ceremony, these crazy motherfuckers take these ants and they give these oven mitts and they, they, they make them themselves and they're all porous and they f stuff the ants in there so the ants can't go anywhere. And you have to shove your hands into these gloves filled with bullet ants. And motherfucker, that looks scary. The tears that were just streaming down these men's faces as they were going through the ceremony. When you get through that, man, you have the right to say you're a man now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel like this is a very clear boundary I've broken through. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't suggest bullet ants. <laughs> Bar but mitzvah. I yeah. yeah. Well, that's a little bit better than bullet Look ants. at what happened to Ari. You know, turns I, you into a little I bitch. think about it. I, I, I often think <laughs> about it in, in the boy. realm of politics. You know, like I feel like politicians should have to fucking earn their place. Mm. Like whether it's bullet ants or like a five-step psychedelic, you know, trip where it's like, all right, you want to you want to lead us? Here's what you got to do. First, you're gonna go take a boga. Twenty-four hours mm. is gonna cure you of your addictions of fucking blowing coke off gay intern cock. Whatever you're into, it'll you know at least the coke part. Maybe not the gay intern. I don't think it'll cure that. But uh, you know whatever it's gonna whatever your you know addictions are: cigarettes, heroin, coke, whatever. A bogo will blast that out of you. Twenty-four hours. All right. So you go from there, and then I think they should have to do a fast for a week where they get smoked out every day and have to control their hunger and not eat and think. And then after that, like, maybe go and do the ayahuasca, you know? And then from there, bring a bipartisan group to a campfire where they all do mushrooms and just talk about ideas and shit. And then hit fucking session, all drop a cap of pure pharmaceutical-grade MDMA. Right, now you're getting crazy. that's it. <laughs> Boom. Now you're just making but these listen, people party. But listen. Yeah, yeah I want to be know, a politician imagine, so I can get those imagine, good drugs. man. Imagine how different yes. they would be if they had to do some kind of... Imagine how different they would be if they had to go through boot camp. Just that. Anything. Yeah. Go through some something that shows your character other than the photographs of your cock that you send to your <laughs> yeah. intern. You know, yeah. They busted another guy. They busted another fucking politician t sending pictures of his cock today. Some fucking new guy's resigning. I don't even know who he was. Just some dumbass who thinks it's okay to send pictures of his dick through his fucking cell phone what, what to some chick who turns out to be working for the enemy. Wow. Yeah. So she, he was kind of set up. Yeah, yeah, he was set up. He's a fucking fool. He looked like a fat 50-year-old. Probably couldn't believe he was going to get some pussy. So I want to see your cock. Okay, here's my cock. Shit. And next thing you know, these pictures are on the net, and he looks like a fucking idiot, and now he's got to resign. Yeah. And God damn, man. Why, these are the people why aren't they are allowed to do that, though? Just because they're, they have a, their job, they're not allowed to do that on their off time? They're still men. They're because still they pretend they're someone else. Because they pretend to be family men with great Christian values and loyal to their wife and their vows. But meanwhile, they're sending cock pictures all over the fucking internet. And so you know that this is a person who's full of shit. And this is a person who can't be trusted. His character can't be trusted. Because he's pretending to be something he's not. It's not like Tommy Lee sending pictures of his dick. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Tommy. You know? <laughs> it's fucking Tommy Lee. He's crazy. He's married to Pamela Anderson. We've all seen his dick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like if Tommy Lee was sending pictures of his dick to girls, he'd be like, well, if my dick looked like that, I'd be sending <laughs> pictures of it too. Why not? You know? 
it's not like that. When someone pretends to be something they're not, and we know they're not, we know that they're, there's no way most politicians can really be the way they are. You remember how John Edwards used to pretend he was until we found out he was banging some other chick while his wife was dying of cancer and apparently he fucking physically threatened her and, you know... Yeah, he's a, and he fucking used campaign funds to hide the fact that he was banging this broad. So now he's probably going to go to jail. They're, they're fucking going after John Edwards. But at one point in time, John Edwards was this lawyer with good old-fashioned American values and pull him up by your bootstraps, you know, work ethic. And, you know, you, 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 you come to find out that it is impossible to be a pure person. To be yeah. the guy that you're pretending to be, to be a politician, they they push it back so far that eventually it pops out somewhere. It blows out. They're dressing up like a tiger and taking pictures, or like Al Gore fucking tries to get his dick sucked while he's getting a massage, and the chick wants a sex, you know, charge him with sexual assault. You know, there's some truth. There's something. Something happened there. You yeah. know something happened there. Sure. I don't know what it was. She might have overblown it. He might have, you know, just rubbed his cock on her just as like a little tester. Who knows what the fuck happened? But whatever happened, it's not what we thought Al Gore was. We didn't think Al Gore was whipping his dick out in fucking hotels while he's getting massaged. We didn't think that was he was pulling girls on top of him. We didn't think that was Al Gore. I don't know if he did that, but he did enough or got into a situation that was enough for him to get in trouble. Yeah. You know, I mean, no one talks about what Winston Churchill did with his women, you know, right. like that. That was like, it didn't fucking matter. He didn't was matter. fighting the Nazis. He was kicking ass. And I think all our politicians now, they're so fraudulent in what they're kind of projecting that it does matter at this point. It's like, you're a hypocritical, lying little bastard. Yeah. Like, you know, if the, but if they were real, like really doing shit and very honest with what they were attacking and the issues they were attacking were honest and they were coming from a real place. It's like, oh yeah, our fucking fearless leader after a big you know, a tough night, he had some, you know, sexual indiscretion, whatever, you forgive that stuff. But when they build this foundation full of, you know, puritanical nonsense, mm. then they do that. They shit. feel like that's the only way to get elected, though. And you know, might, there's yeah. so much power in bullshit today with the, the idea of the, the Christian ideology and, the you know, the Christian right and the fucking, you know, so uber judgmental and that that, that there's a that's a big political push because those people are organized. Those, those, the, the really right wing Christian fundamentalist, that, that movement, that's a very organized movement. And if they're on your side, you can do a lot of damage. Yep. And if they're against you, it can really hurt. You know, if they organize the churches and they all of a sudden pull out and they say, well, this fucking Al Gore doesn't believe in Jesus. Well, fuck him. You know, they'll go crazy. Big, you you yeah. have to fake that you believe in Jesus. Whether you do or not, you better say you do. Because you're, if you say you don't, you're going to piss off 50 fucking percent of the country and you're never going to get anything done. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a fuck situation. And I think that's why, you know, there's the shamans down there, when they talk about 2012, they talk about it just as a tipping point. But that it's like, that's the They point. talked about it? What did they yeah, say? Yeah, well, they said that 2012 is the tipping point. That's when the world has to start changing, and it will. Uh, upheavals will happen. They don't know if it's going to be economic. They don't know if it's going to be, you know, physical. It's not the end of time or anything like that. And that was, it was kind of cool to hear them talk about it. They're like, that's all nonsense. That's all hype. What it is, it's, it's the point at which things must start changing for us. To Why is the there a date? Why is it do, I think December it 21st, 2012? Yeah, or why is it 2012 at all? I think it, cor it, it correlates to uh, astrological or astronomical 
kind of event, right? Isn't there some kind of alignment? <laughs> I've heard. I'm obviously I'm not an astronomer, but I've heard Neil Tyson talk about how that's bullshit and that that event happens all the time. That everyone's talking about how it aligns at the center of the galaxy, and it's like it always does. It happens all the time. Yeah. Well, so, well I, I don't know, know. I don't exactly know how they got the date. I mean, whether There's, I think it was tied to some kind of. There's so much going on in this in the in the idea of astrology and astronomy. There's so much going on where you know they can figure out that the moon is off a little bit with its gravity, and then they have to figure out what is responsible for this error in the moon's gravity. Well, it could be a brown dwarf star that lays you know a hundred million miles outside of Pluto, and that's like the current theory is. is, But they can figure that out. They can figure out. They can measure gravity and know that there's errors in places and try to like figure out well why where where is this error coming from? So we know that that for sure that the moon's effect and its particular gravity has an effect on tides. We believe it has an effect on human behavior, although that's all subjective. But we we know that these little bodies or these 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 motions and these these things that we can't quite grab a hold of have a very physical effect sure. on the earth like in the tide who knows how many different things are doing that all the time with the precession of the equinoxes the fact that the earth wobbles on its axis a 26,000 year cycle and in between that times you know you never know what is aligned with what when you were brought into this world yep. And that the idea behind astrology, as fucking flaky and new agey and bullshitty as it sounds, is that these events, these alignments of stars and positions of of the moon and all these different things, they actually affect how a human being is charged as they're set loose from the vagina into the world. You know that it that it actually has on. And it, look, it fucking I know a lot of Leos that seem like Leos. You know, it's I true. know a lot of cancers that act like cancers. I mean, Scorpios it's, that seem like Scorpios. Fuck, it's, it sounds like <laughs> utter horseshit, but goddamn, it's fucking close. Yeah. It seems it seems damn close. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what the, uh, what the event is that they named the date for. They didn't go into that. But what they said is that a new type of person has to emerge at that point and wow. that the old ways have to change, and they will, and that things will get fucked up enough where they have to. It's like it's not like... We all got a rally and, and, you know, but we do. I mean, we do to a certain degree. We have to prepare for it, but it'll it'll force itself to happen. So we just need to be ready for it is what they're saying. Like the new era is going to come and it's going to happen either complete economic upheaval, physical upheaval of the earth. Um, whatever's going to happen is going to force our hand. And then the new people are going to have to emerge. They call it the legend of Quetzalcoatl, the feathered, the feathered serpent. But really that represents the new type of human that comes and starts taking a leadership role. So all of these cock picturing politicians and everything, whatever they believe is going to happen is going to change that paradigm where all of a sudden that becomes de-emphasized. Either faith in them gets lost, a new system has to emerge, new leaders, new you know political structures. Is this the shamans have actually explained this to you? Yeah. Do they talk about the internet? Uh, Are they on no. Twitter? <laughs> How not come much, they're not on Twitter? Can, My hot dot not score is <laughs> you can 2. tell 5. You can tell the, mount, the mountain shamans are dim, different than the jungle shamans, but you can tell a good mountain shaman by... How much he smells like burnt llama shit because that's how they stay warm up in the high parts. So they burn really, llama shit. If he really looks, really smells like burnt llama shit. You know he's probably authentic because then he's up but, up above fifteen thousand feet for most of his life. Jesus Christ! But no cell phone, no internet. He's missing they're out start, on all the cool YouTube videos. <laughs> they're starting some. One of them. One of the guys I had, uh, I was talking with, had a had a full URL at the bottom of his little card. Nice. So they're starting to adapt to it. 
You know, nice. And they need that. There's, you know, people poo-poo the cultural experience, you know, because it's filled with morons and Lady Gaga fans. But there's nothing wrong with Lady Gaga. Yeah, okay, that's sure. a part of the trip. And I think she's fascinating. I like some of her music. How about that? <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with the rest of the cultural experience, even the most ridiculous aspects of it. It's all part of us, you know, and you don't want to be locked out. I don't buy that being locked out. When I talk to someone who goes, I don't even have an email. Well, you're a fucking moron. How about that? You don't want an email? You don't want people to be able to send you cool shit that you can read. You don't want photos that'll blow your mind. You don't want someone t turning you on to some fucking article that might change your life. You don't want that? You don't want that. Okay. You're co too cool for that? What are you going to do? Sniff flowers, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> and for them, it's like, I mean, really, do they want to just affect only the few people in the village? If you're a real shaman, mm. you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to get my word out yeah. there. Like, I want to make change. I want to make things happen. And I think it goes back to kind of what Pressfield says about professionals, like, the professionals, the shamans down there were professionals. They're not trying to be shamans. They just fucking are. That's their job. That's what they do. And they're professionals at it. So, yeah, the Internet comes along. They analyze that tool. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, or if something funny happens in the middle of their ceremony, they're not like, I better not laugh or people might think that I'm not a shaman. You know, they're like, they'll fucking crack up and be like, ah, and then they'll just get back to their work when they're done. They don't take themselves so seriously that it's like anything could shake the experience it's not for other people they're going to do their work and whatever happens when they do their work that's fine they go with it and, I, and that was something i really appreciated because even when you get out here in this kind of slightly pseudo spiritual thing it's like they're putting on an act mm -hmm. you know like the music has to be perfect and this right. has to be yeah. the candles have to glow the right and the crystal has to be without impurities you know and they're like okay you know if they use rocks they're like this is a good rock, you know, and it just looks like yeah, a fucking rock. Spiritual you know? bullshit. Spiritual talk is the grossest shit on the planet. <laughs> yeah. I got married by a hack. We got some lady off the internet that married us, and oh, it was brutal. Your love is two streams that will become together a growing river. It will wash over the rocks of the world. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you crazy bitch. There was no feeling to it at all. Like as she was saying it, there was no connection yeah. to the words. It was just utter spiritual nonsense because it was a non-denominational wedding, obviously, because I'm not religious, nor is Mrs. Rogan. Yeah. So we had to listen to this nonsense, crystal-sucking <laughs> fucking... Should have had Joey Diaz marry you. World of Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This bitch lived totally in Narnia. She had a hut in Narnia. <laughs> it was brutal. This, um, I found the article about the Colombian shaman. He was arrested in Texas and charged with ayahuasca possession. He flew into the Houston airport. And the crazy thing about being charged with ayahuasca possession is the plants that you use to create ayahuasca are not even illegal. That's the yeah. weirdest aspect of it. You know, they, I met the guy from Bouncing Bear Botanicals. He came to my oh, yeah, show in John. Vegas. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know the story, there was a guy who ran a website called Bouncing Bear Botanicals, and it's a website all dedicated to selling legal plants that have psychedelic properties to them, like the San Pedro cactus that you could buy at fucking Home Depot. Yeah, well, you can make mescaline out of that shit. You can, you can open that bitch up, make some peyote if you know what you're doing, and trip your balls off. This is off some shit that you just buy at Home Depot, and it's totally legal. It's a beautiful cactus, and a lot of people don't even know about the psychedelic properties of it. They have it just to decorate their garden because it's pretty. But it's not illegal. So they, they, he has this there. He's selling this. He's selling the different 
Socotriod viridis and the different uh, plants that you mix to make ayahuasca. He's selling those. He's selling salvia. He's selling all these different plants that are absolutely legal. Morning glory seeds. You know, a lot of people don't know that morning glory seeds, just those regular fucking seeds that you buy when you go to plant to make flowers. Well, the ones that you buy, most of them, they've been treated so that they are not psychoactive because regular morning glory seeds, you can grind those bitches up and eat them and you'll trip your fucking balls off. Hell yeah. So untreated, they're still, they're legal though? You can buy the untreated ones? It's hard to get. It's hard to get the untreated ones. You're supposed to treat them because the government is aware of the psychedelic properties of them. Meanwhile, you know, of course, it's not nearly as dangerous as cigarettes or alcohol or anything as they sanction. But it's too mind-bending for the government to allow the unwashed masses to participate in. So your wise daddy government has figured out how to neuter this incredibly brilliant psychedelic plant to the point where most people aren't even aware of its properties. But regular morning glory seeds was Terrence McKenna's first psychedelic trip. That's what sent him on his fucking wacky journey of, you know, being the psychedelic shaman of the the new world. Um, and that was, uh, you know, a common thing that people did in the 70s and the 60s. Before the government got hip to it, they were just tripping balls on, on morning glory seeds. Hmm. You know, so this guy, this John, is that his name? Is that his name? From Bouncing John, yeah. Bear Botanicals? Anyway, there's two dudes that I met that came. They were high as fuck. They were so yeah. high I could barely talk to them after the show. They came to my uh, Las Vegas show, and I talked to them outside, and that swarm of people, remember those all, two of those were those crazy guys. They were trying to have like a serious conversation with me. I mean, it was like 500 people trying to take pictures, right, and, they want, right. and they want to hold on to my hand and talk to me. like, dude, there's a lot of people here. I can't really <laughs> talk to you about your arrest. I'm glad you're doing the right thing. I'm glad you got out. But apparently they let him out of jail. They had to let him out eventually because uh, there's, you know, there's nothing you can fucking charge him for. There, there's nothing that said that he was making his, drugs. Trashed his place. Trashed his place. All his confiscated all his stuff. They, I don't know if he got his money back, but they froze all that as well. Yeah, for nothing. For yeah. nothing. Because the government is scared of psychedelics. It's amazing how scared they are of it. And I guarantee you they're scared of it because they're not experiencing it. It's that simple. Like when you get into like Alex Jones believes crazy shit. Like he believes that the elites are all smoking DMT. Like they're all, you know, he'll talk to you about they're all in fucking they were. Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> they're all down in Guantanamo Bay and they're smoking DMT, connecting to the spirit world. They believe in eternal life, what they're going to do. And he'll tell you all this nonsense that he absolutely positively believes in. But I believe 100% you cannot smoke DMT and not be empathetic towards other people that are doing it. You cannot take ayahuasca or mushrooms without being empathetic and wanting other people to do it. These people that are trying to keep everybody from it, those are the people sending their dicks to their fucking secretaries in their emails. Those are the fucking hypocritical hypocritical shitheads with huge flaws in their character that we have running this country and running this world. And unfortunately, that's... That's one of our biggest issues. What we consider leaders, we know for sure that it's a bullshit scam, and we allow it. We have we have resigned ourselves. We know that the president has speechwriters. We know that everyone has a bunch of people that will review every word that he's going to say, and it's going to be calculated, and they're going to sit down and come up with the the, the right words and enact the most emotional impact. To the point where they even fucking, they used to plagiarize other people's speeches before they got busted for it. Joe Biden, our own fucking vice president, used to plagiarize. He plagiarized Kennedy's shit. Well, they caught him doing that in 1988. That's why he had to quit running for president. You know, and that's why he had to like sit in the background and wait for everybody to kind of forget about it before he could be vice president. 
You know, we know for a fact that it's it's a it's a bullshit hustle. We're all aware of lobbyists. We're all aware of special interest groups and corporations donating millions of dollars. We're all aware that the Supreme Court changed the ruling so that a corporation can now act as an individual so they can donate as much fucking money as they want, which is absurd. The idea that a corporation that would rely on politicians and their 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 decisions to make money in a way that may or may not be ethical, but they'll rely on and then they just donated X amount of fucking millions of dollars towards this person. It's insane. It's amazing. It's insane. And we accept it for now because things are relatively placid. You know, right. yeah, we have some little few financial difficulties, but whatever. People's lives, they go on and we go. And, you know, what they're saying about 2012 is, all right, at a certain point, things aren't going to be fucking placid anymore. And at that point, we're not going to accept that bullshit. We're not going to expect accept these weak-ass politicians who don't really stand for anything to lead us anymore. So what's going to happen? Who the fuck knows? They don't know. They don't have the answer. But they're going to say some type of new person is going to have to emerge and be like, yo, this is bullshit. Like, we need to make some changes now. Like, things are getting fucked up even worse and worse. Have you seen you know? the, the, the numbers that they did when they were they did an audit of the, uh, the Fed to find out where the fucking money went for the bailout? <laughs> and they found trillions of dollars that went to these weird fucking overseas banks and it's totally b beyond description how much corruption and ridiculous yeah. bullshit is involved and how little accountability there is for the dis distribution of, of the taxpayers' wealth. I mean, it's a fucking free-for-all. Oh, man it's craziness so it's to say that there's a few financial difficulties the whole thing is built on this foundation of unfixable bullshit and there's no solution in sight yeah that's it's getting worse i mean the, it is the, getting worse the credit rating about to be downgraded and china already did they yeah. downgraded our credit rating even though we didn't default yeah. even though we raised our, our our debt ceiling they're like these bitches are like on the edge <laughs> you know it's like when you try to get too many loans even if you pay your loans back the the, the banks start going why are you asking for all this money dude what do yeah, you yeah, what's yeah. going on with you yeah. what do you got a gambling problem but yeah it's 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 not it's not fucking getting fixed in the system in this the, the 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 way it's set up right now and the model that we're operating under it's not getting fixed and everyone's frustrated no one knows knows what to do and me like you like i'm fucking completely full of shit all i do is just complain about it and then uh, i go about my day and as long as i have food in the refrigerator and i have the ability to use my credit card to buy gas i'm only going to yap too much you know it almost like it has to fall apart on all of us before we yeah. step back and we go, all right, all right. Well, now we have to admit that this doesn't work. <laughs> right. Well, what you're doing, but you're doing something more important than that, I think, as well, is that you're creating a movement of consciousness. I mean, every time new people turn tune in, you know, you have their ear, and these people can yeah, become but I have no activated. I've no yeah, <laughs> but there's no crisis yet necessarily. <laughs> right. You know, so sort of there is the, though. No. Kind of. Probably, if we had the foresight to really look ahead and start doing things now, but it's not prescient enough. Like it's not beating down our door so mm. it's just really not going to happen realistically probably not that we shouldn't try and do it or whatever i'm not saying that but so much work though that's yeah, the problem is. if you want to live your point, life at some point when things get fucked you know you may have this is a joe rogan fucking emergency podcast listen like this is what <laughs> needs to happen like seriously and you'll have you'll have that power like fucking john connor for your own small people of conscious fucking humans who are going to be able to then go out and like all right everything we're being fed is nonsense don't you we think if the shit goes plan. down the internet's going to be the first thing they shut off they tried to do that in other countries though they know. have they've done it but yeah there they was did it in libya yeah. didn't they didn't they do it in egypt 
yeah, yeah, Egypt, but there were still ways around it. People were still getting messages. I don't think yeah, the government's going to intentionally fuck us. I just think they're going to be incapable of helping us at that point. You know, like right, that's yeah. my personal belief. I don't think they're yeah. going to be like, shut the internet yeah, down. It's just going to be like, ah, what do we do? We're a bunch, you know, we've never fucking stuck our hand in a glove full of ants. We're not ready for this it shit. Could, yeah. you know, like, it could be either or, though, right? Could be. It could, could be, be either or. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they do these fucking FEMA tests and they have, you know, giant stockpiles of plastic coffins. You know, that's all been documented. They've prepared. Yeah. They have a lot of drills they prepared for mass extinction events and, you know, big, huge environmental catastrophes, natural disasters. I mean, the government has camps. They have FEMA camps. And these are real. You know, this is Alex Jones. You know, when he'll he'll start talking about FEMA camps. But there's, those are real. They really do have places where they have cots set up and they have, they have fucking almost like a prisoner of war camp. Because if the shit really does hit the fan, you know, we get wiped out in nuclear war or, you know, or, or a fucking asteroid hits or something nutty that fucks up the world, we really are going to have to detain a lot of people. We're yeah. really going to have to calm everybody the fuck down. If we're going to evacuate areas, we're going to have to have places to shelter these people. We're going to have to have buses where women and children are crying and they're being separated from the father and the father's sitting there with the son and we'll meet you at the camp. And then that's real shit. They're going to get on buses and we're not going to know where everybody is. And we're not, some people are not going to be, that's possible. This is a, a fucking fragile world we live in. Yeah, it's possible. You know, and little, and then little colonies will get set up. Individuals will have different, you know, who knows how the, but the structure could break. And at that point, some new system can emerge. It's almost like that's when we have to bring in the Colombians, bring in that <laughs> fucking in, ayahuasca on um, donkeys, bring, bring in. in big clay pots yeah. riding on the get back them, of donkeys, get them to start singing it. the whole way. <laughs> Seriously. You got it, man. Yeah, I can get in there, dude. I can get down. I can get down with the ayahuasca arrows. You you could. So what did they say about smoking DMT? What did they say? Well, they said that that's just kind of a, it's kind of a rocket ship that plants you right in that, right in that sixth sixth dimension. dimension. But only the sixth dimension. Never um, the seventh and the eighth? They say mostly, mostly not because it's too short of an experience. You can't really, you have to kind of gather steam through the through the dimensions or something mm, like that. And and I the smoking the DMT kind of skips over the fifth where you usually kind of start getting in these dreams. It's like wham, bam, into the sixth. And that's why they say that there's some disorientation there. A lot of lessons to be learned and wisdom. Anytime you sneak outside of time, which is how they describe it as sneaking outside of time, you have lessons to learn. But there, you know, once you're there, you have a short window of time and you're trying to absorb as much as possible. Um, but the forces aren't there to align you to help you know, kind of push you farther because that's that's a process. You have to gain knowledge. Like what happened to me, I had to download something or whatever they said Stop in the it. seventh to get, you know, to get that farther. Like just have more steam and energy to get there. And they talk about it as fuel. You know, the problem with the smoking DMT is the fuel runs out. They have enough fuel to like get you into orbit, you know, but it's not that extra afterburner that's going to come in and shoot you to mars after you're outside of the atmosphere you know eventually it's just going to suck you right back in and so that's what they say the the difference is between those interesting because the intravenous doses of dmt that like strassman did in those studies those people had 30 minute trips Mm -hmm. that's i wonder if that's enough i wonder if that's a a different takes you to a different place i didn't get to ask it's supposed to be a more intense experience when it's experienced um when it's done intravenously it's supposed to be more uh more in depth and a lot more entities. Yeah. A lot more people being, uh, you know, more of what they uh, would describe that sounds remarkably similar to UFO abduction experiences. Right. You know, that kind right. of thing. 
that you're dealing with these physical things in this other place. Yeah. It's a real fucking symptom of our culture that that shit's all illegal. That people can like you can come back and you get so fucked up that you have to change your name and it's illegal. <laughs> it's yeah. illegal, you yeah. know. It's That's it's a it's really annoying. It's really yeah. annoying that we're in this fucking nanny state. This shitbag stupid nanny state country. Yeah. Do you find you any side effects at all? Like, is, does your mind wander in places over and over again? Do you have any no, different night what, what dreams? Was, it or? was the, some of the challenges were just reintegrating, you know, and, and a lot of that's just you get to this different world and experience different things. And, but you leave your life on the treadmill running full speed, you know, and I tried to hop right back the fuck on and I got, you know, tripped up and slammed against the back wall, you know, to use that analogy. Like, it's hard to get back, you know, and hard to find kind of the balance of integrating what what you found out there or not but do you feel that, like um the world doesn't seem the same when you when you came back do you feel uh anything's changed in in the world no you know i i feel like you know i've i've changed the way i look at things has changed you know the, the fact that i can i view myself now more like a needle piercing a nine layered onion you know and i'm you're consciously aware of the first four four layers you know that part of the needle but you're still connected to another five layers above you and you're just you just don't see it you know just that very thought alone has changed has changed my life you know it's hard to incorporate in everyday and everyday things i mean i've been focused pretty much solely on launching alpha brain and making sure that all goes well and it's been very you know very focused on that but in my quiet moments you know when i can meditate i can think back and and think you know what i want to do next time i go down there and what lessons i could learn and how, how you need an isolation that. tank, son. I do. That's your next step. I do. We sell some of these alpha brains. You have to get you one. That's morning <laughs> glory in the. So this is the, this is the shit that we've been talking about on Twitter, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. And this is a, a formula that Chris has put together, and that we're selling, and it's called Alpha Brain, and it it fucking does something, man. It, it first of all, it gives you incredibly vivid dreams and it seems to fire up your brain at a higher RPM level or give you some clarity. I feel like it, it helps me form sentences better, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if that's what's doing it, but I feel like, man, I'm fucking talking pretty smooth sometimes well, when I'm on this stuff. <laughs> Technically, what they say is that it enhances synaptic plasticity which is the way that your neurons can kind of fit together and transfer information. Now, is this all peer-reviewed stuff or is yeah, this well, spiritual? It's a, no, it's a, it's a pokey. Yeah, uh, yeah this, is, this is purely on the scientific tip here. From, and what's, from in, what's in here? So what it is, it's uh, GPC choline, which is a great form of raw choline, uh, the best form of raw choline, really, uh, glycerol phosphocholine, um, easily absorbed through the blood-brain barrier, uh, whereas some of the other cholines are not. So uh, it's most expensive and best choline for you. And then we have Huperzia serrata, which has a proven compound called Huperzine A, which is an acetylcholine esterase inhibitor. And that prevents the breakdown of the acetylcholine in your brain. And what acetylcholine is in charge of is in charge of, you know, focus, memory, memory clarity. Uh, all the Alzheimer's treatments currently, almost all of them focus on rehabilitating your acetylcholine levels and boosting your acetylcholine levels. So even Huperzine A, which is part of the Huperzia serrata, has been tested in that capacity. So this is all very, you know, very scientifically proven. This is not anything hokey pokey. It's just a fact. Higher acetylcholine levels lead to this. Now, the problem with higher acetylcholine levels, otherwise everybody would just be jacked, jacking their acetylcholine up, is it can lead to, you know, anxiety, anxiousness, uh, short temper. If that's too out of balance, you can get other you can get kind of hyper aware 
And so what I did with this formula is I said, all right, we want to have strong acetylcholine. It's good. Helps your memory, helps your mental drives, help your focus. But we don't want to have all the other things. So I created a balanced formula and I included things like GABA, uh, which controls kind of relaxation and kind of calm and mental clarity in that kind of calm state. And then dopamine, which handles a lot of your movement activities and some of your mental energy activities. You added dopamine? Well, um, it's mucunapurians uh, contains a standardized dose of 50% L-DOPA. And uh, mucunapurians is a herb, I think, I believe it grows in India. And so the 50% standardized L-DOPA is the building block for dopamine. So yeah, I didn't add dopamine. I actually, you're able to add uh, GABA directly because they're able to extract it from a plant. Um, but the dopamine you have to get through, you know, pushing L-DOPA in your body. Your body will destroy dopamine if you try to put it in directly. So you build it yourself with L-DOPA. Uh, the catalyst in that is, again, um, the pyridoxine HCL vitamin B6, which we have in there, which helps convert it. So, and then, then I've just put a ton of antioxidants that are going to give you energy, uh, help your focus. The AC11 in there, that was shown to actually repair DNA and uh, scientific peer-reviewed studies. So really fucking strong antioxidants going to kind of eliminate some of that mental fog, clear out some of your free radicals, and then allow the acetylcholine uh, boost to be manageable by the other by the other components. Now, have you ever thought about adding 5-HTP to it? Now, that's another formula that I have, and serotonin is a, a crucial component. 5-HTP is the direct building block of serotonin. Um, it goes L-tryptophan to 5-HTP. 5-HTP then converts to 5-HT, which is serotonin. That's the fourth component. I have another separate formula, the rollover formula, which is specifically focused on building serotonin. Mm -hmm. So uh, being the fact that I have that there, there's just not that much room in the capsules. And um, it is important to have, but I recommend that, um, you know, that doesn't tend to, that doesn't need to be so much in balance for this formula to work, but it is a crucial part of things. So I recommend either taking my formula or another form of 5-HTP, but it was just a little bit much to fit an efficacious dose of 5-HTP in this alpha brain to bring that fourth component up. Yeah. Mm, that's too bad because uh, I know a lot of people that have had a lot of positive effects with that. 5-HTP is great. That's why I have a whole product yeah, you know, roll devoted. Roll on and roll over. Roll over. Yeah, yeah, my product roll over is dedicated specifically to that. So you Right, have, but you're selling those in much smaller packages. You're selling like four of those. Yeah, you a, get bottles of 30. You get bottles you get of 30 bottles just of 30. like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so do you recommend people taking that if they're not coming off of a, you know, the roll on really or roll do. off is supposed to be like you do MDMA and then you're. Yeah, well, anytime you're depleted, if you're not sleeping, if you're stressed and you're not sleeping, that's uh -huh. when serotonin is produced is when you're sleeping. So if you're not sleeping, it doesn't matter if you're partying or doing, doing whatever you're doing, you're not going to be producing enough serotonin. Right. So that's when you need to take it. Uh, so, yeah, I certainly recommend taking it as part of the regimen. I mean. That formula will probably change a little bit in the next iteration. I have some ideas for it, but I'm going to always have a serotonin-specific formula. Um, you know, if, if enough people want to have this alpha brain be that complete brain thing, we can look at it, but just as far as dose and capsule size, it's difficult to do everything. Yeah. I mean, I have a capsule that's specifically designed for serotonin, the whole capsule. The whole capsule. It'd be way you know, too much. It's tough. It's tough. So, you, so that one was something that I do recommend. I do sell on onit.com, but... Um, it's not in the alpha brain, but I, I highly recommend it. It's a great, it's a great thing to have. I use it all the time. I love it. I, I don't take it every day, but I definitely take it on like days yeah, where I'm just sure. feel jacked up in it. I, I think I've been taking it for like I don't know, like six, eight months here and there, and I, I, it's one of my favorite things. The, the roll on and rollovers are yeah. my two favorite things. Yeah, those so those formulas will will change a little bit, but I'm still gonna always keep that kind of concept. And uh, 
you know, the alpha brains is getting great feedback. I know, you know, all of us here, we all take it and we dig it. So, uh, there's something going on with it. it <laughs> yeah, it, for sure. It most certainly does have an effect. Um, uh, like I said, it gives me the most incredible dreams. And so the reason why that's happening is acetylcholine regulates REM sleep. That's what determines, you know, you get a wash of acetylcholine, uh, during your REM sleep. So the fact that you have excess surpluses of acetylcholine created by the GPC choline and the Herpersia serrata allows a deeper and broader wash of acetylcholine to go through uh, your sleep cycles. And so your REM sleep becomes way more intense, longer, and more vivid than uh, when you do have low levels of acetylcholine. All right, so if you guys want to grab this, it's available now at onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com. And uh, it's called Alpha Brain. And tell me how you like it. I, I know some people who've already started taking it, and uh, I haven't yet to talk to one person that hasn't had positive experiences with it. And um, it's uh, you know what is it, thirty bucks for thirty of these things? And mm -hmm. people say it's oh it's expensive, but look, this the stuff's not cheap stuff. It's it's what's needed to actually have an effect. Yeah. I went it's expensive out, to I got package. the best I got the best ingredients I could. You know, I cut no corners, everything's full spectrum standardized. So this is the best product I can make. And you know, I hope people dig it because I fucking <laughs> I played my cards as well as I can and, and tried to make the best in, in every aspect of doing it. Well, so thanks uh, for coming on like and talking house. about your psychedelic experience that made you change your name. I mean we're thinking we get you drunk on Jack Daniels and you go to being duped next. <laughs> Turn you into some sort of fucking yeah. after listening to that story though, I would definitely change my name too, it seems like <laughs> I and you actually got to sit in that that thing when we talked with the ancient aliens guy, the the big square that was cut out. You got to you got to cut. Peru. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got there. a photo of him sitting in. The, when we were talking to uh, Giorgio Sukalos from uh, Ancient Aliens, he was talking to us about this area in Peru where this stone is cut out, and you can see it if you go to the UStream page. He put a picture of uh, Chris, excuse me, Aubrey, sitting inside Janet, this uh, this rock where it was cut out where they have no idea how they cut it out because it was it's it's you have to see it what what is the name of the place again the, the, uh, the part so of Palu? it's in the Peru? ruins in the sacred valley i forget the name of this actual ruin site uh it's not so, coming to me but it's um I, it was right there near uh you know it's outside of cusco by about an hour and a half and you get to these ruin sites either way it's dope Go like get some alpha brain, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like one of the places. Too bad you can't do ayahuasca there. Yeah. That would be the shit. Yeah, I think that sounds fucking badass. Do ayahuasca at Chichen Itza or you yeah, know yeah, at yeah. Machu Picchu or something like that. Yeah. At the ruins of some ancient civilization. That'd that's be what they. Dope. That's what they developed Machu Picchu for as a spiritual center. Actually. Really. It wasn't like a. It wasn't Originally. Like a political center. This was their spiritual home. Where Where'd you hear do this? the rituals? From the people there. From oh, because I thought because modern Western folks have no fucking idea why it was created. They don't have an idea. No, yeah, the shamans all say this was their this was created as their spiritual home, and that's and that's why they created it in such an odd spot. The way that the mountains are around there is ridiculous. Speaking of lost civilizations, I'll be in Milwaukee, <laughs> August thirteenth at the Paps Theater with Joey Coco Diaz. Tickets are on sale right now, and uh, it's like half sold out already. So don't sleep. And then also on September 23rd, Joey and I will be in Denver, Colorado at the Paramount Theater. And that is also just about half sold out now. Denver, showing lots of love. I can't wait to come back to Colorado where I will eventually go when the shit hits the fan and society <laughs> crumbles. And I have to live in the woods near where my dog died. 
folks, that's the end of this fucking show. We've had a fantastic time. Chris and I are going to go check out Red State. We're going to yeah, go buddy. see uh, the premiere of uh, Kevin Smith's new movie, and uh, we'll have a full report on that. Thank you very much for uh, tuning into the podcast. Please follow Chris on Twitter. Is excuse me, Aubrey is his name is Warrior Poet. W a r r i o r p o e t u s. That's on Twitter. Follow Red Band. He's very upset about his Twitter numbers. Right. <laughs> Obsesses on it on a daily. And while you're at it, follow me too, you fucking freaks. If you're not following Joe already, you're ridiculous. If, yeah, how <laughs> dare you? How dare you if you're not following me? I'm trying to hit a million people. I'm only at 413,000. I don't feel validated. All right. That was a moment of weakness. Back to reality. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, everybody. We, uh, we love you all, and uh, we, we wish you well on your spiritual journey through the world of snakes. Indeed. And go to Peru with it. a fleshlight. And... If you go to JoeRogan.net, thank you, The Fleshlight, for sponsoring the podcast. If you go to JoeRogan.net and click the link for The Fleshlight and enter in the code name Rogan, you will get 15% off the number one sex toy for men, and then you can shoot loads at a discount. How do the shaman feel about sex toys? Are they cool with that? I think they're down. He's got like five kids, though, so I really? think maybe he could, use, he could use one to hold off on his urges. Shazam. They're not shy about sex out there. Shazam. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.